0: Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 277 for the 29th of Av in a leap year. So there is a book which I had mentioned previously on the podcast, I'm pretty sure. One of my favorite books, actually. It's called The Righteous Mind by Jonathan Haidt. And in that book, Jonathan Haidt explores the concept of morality. And he talks about the idea that all of us have live under this false illusion that our moral Uh, sensibilities are rationally based and he really breaks it down to shreds that concept and that notion and he shows us how really morality is a lot more societally based and it's a lot more emotionally based than it is rationally based he gives different examples for this Uh, i may have mentioned some of them in previous episodes you can look at the book to you read the book i encourage you to read the book to get the full context of it all but the basic idea is that societal norms which kind of like what society dictates morality to be and what society dictates values to be are really kind of ever changing and evolving with time. So the one conclusion that I took from this book, which you may have been thinking of yourself, is that true morality really needs to come from Torah, because Torah is the one thing that is unchanging over time. Which is true. This is very true. The 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 commandments of the Torah are like our, our goalpost of like what is considered moral, what is our guiding post in life. But what we're going to be learning about today is that even when it comes to Torah, not that Torah changes, God forbid, through time, but, there, but that at different points in history, there have been and there are different focuses of what we place the emphasis on. So, Again, we can see this in a general historical way, as well, that, you know, there have been eras of history where, uh, where wars have been very prevalent, and it was like the, the, the idea was really to become, to be very brave and very noble. There were other times in, in history where intellectualism was valued really highly. So, for example, we had the Enlightenment era in Europe, which was, uh, which was, which really dominated in the 17th and 18th centuries, which was really all about just being very intellectual, very rational and that kind of thing. That was followed by the more romantic movement, which was more in the, 1800s and uh in the, like the 19th century and so that and this was more of a focus on on emotion and really embracing your emotions and and being very passionate and that kind of thing so why is it why is it that we see that across history there are these different emph- em- emphases there's these different uh, types of values that we focus on uh, to the point that even within the secular world actual like Morality—what's considered to be okay, what's considered not to be okay—is really does seem to fluctuate and to change. Well, so according to Torah, most, namely Chassidus in, in specific, and we're going to be focusing on the Alter Rebbe's take on the matter. There actually is kind of this evolution throughout history, and he talks about it more in terms of a from a. Uh, spiritual perspective, not so much in terms of like you know romanticism, intellectualism, all that stuff. Even though I'm sure there are most likely going to be parallels that that you could find with all of that, but the ultra Abba is is actually going to teach us today that throughout history there've actually been there's actually been an evolution in terms of what it is that we should focus on in terms of t- our Torah values and in terms of our service of God. So while it's true that Definitely, we don't want to live under the false assumption that Torah changes. It's the same Torah, and Torah does not change. It's been the same Torah throughout time. The commandments don't change. There's never more commandments, less commandments, that kind of stuff. It's always been the same Torah. But nevertheless, the emphasis of what is what we place on the, those commandments do change over time. This is similar to something we spoke about in a previous episode about the idea of our own personal purposes in the world and how, while each one of us, every Jew living on earth, has the same obligation to keep the same Torah, to keep the same mitzvah. So we're, we all need to keep Shabbos. We all need to keep kosher. We all need to give tzedakah. We all need to love our fellow Jew as ourselves. All of these things. Nevertheless, we do find that there are individual purposes uh, amongst each of us. And th- the way that manifests is that we're going to have a certain attachment, maybe a certain passion, a certain feeling towards a certain mitzvah or a certain number of mitzvahs that feel more meaningful to us for some reason. And that most likely is because those are attached to our life purpose. And so what we're going to be talking about today is while this is true for individuals, it's actually true on a, a global level, on a historical level, that throughout history, there have been different times when different aspects of the Torah, different aspects of mitzvahs, have been more important or, or have been more, have been given greater emphasis and have been given lesser emphasis. So what the Altar is going to focus on today is specifically two different types of emphasis. The first emphasis is the emphasis on Torah study, on intellectual development and an intellectual connection with Torah. And this is something which the ultra ascribes to previous generations and that this was something that previous generations were really uh, supposed to focus on. This was like their main mission was this more intellectual study, this more intellectual appreciation of Torah and attachment to Torah. And then by contrast, we have our generation where our main emphasis here is actually not so much the intellectual aspect of Torah, but it actually has to do more with action. It has to do more with practical doing, which ultimately manifests in practical giving, which once again, if you haven't noticed already, the theme of this section of the Tanya is staka, giving stucca, doing charity, doing acts of chasid. And the altar is going to really argue that for the point that this is the point this is the purpose of this generation of our generation that we're living in and he explains this by really talking about this evolution historically when we look at the evolution of the jewish people it's not random it's not just like chaotic you know wandering around there's a direction we're going somewhere we're leading towards mashiach and in that lead of leading towards Mashiach, what's happening is the basic idea of Mashiach is that Hashem wants there to be a dear Abba Hashem wants there to be a dwelling place here on earth, which means that Hashem wants his godly presence, the loftiest part of himself, to come down here into this physical reality, into the lowest of the low. So there's a progression with this, right? And if you think about this in terms of the spherus, then when we look at the spherus, there's the intellectual part of the spherus, there's the emotional part of the spherus, and then there's the more physical part of the spherus. And it really can be seen kind of as in this image, we can make a visual of a a person when we think about it. Not to say that God, God forbid, is like a person or whatever, but we do use this imagery of a person to uh, kind of have a a way of relating to the spherus. So when we think about, Our generation, our generation, and the rabbi spoke about this, and the ultra is speaking about it here as well, is very, very close to Mashiach. We're almost there. We're almost at the end point, which means that in this chain of descent through this body, so to speak, of the spheros, we're at the feet. And what are the feet? The feet are action. The feet is where you go, where you want to go. It's not a very intellectual part. When you walk, when you decide that you want to go to the store to pick something up, sure, you're thinking about, okay, I want to go to the store to pick this thing up, but you're not thinking consciously of putting one foot in front of the other. Assuming you know how to walk already, this is something that comes very naturally to you, and it just happens. It's a, it's a physical thing. And so this the ultra but likens to our generation we are the generation of the feet and being the generation of the feet being the generation of action it's not so much about intellectual endeavor even though of course like i said it's the same torah for all generations so we still need to study torah we still need to use our brains but the emphasis the focus really should be on the feet really should be on this physical action so let's get into the text and see how the Altar Abba explains this. And for context, this is the second part, the second half of Epistle 9 of Yerusha uh, Kodesh in Igarsa And yesterday, the Altar Abba began this concept of leading us into this in preparing us for this emphasis on giving stuck up by really reminding us. Yesterday was a wake up call to remind us why we're really here and to remind us that we're not here for ourselves. We're here for God's sake. God put us here and God granted us a mission and that mission is to give to others. And so now the altar it continues today and he says, "And and thus my beloved ones, my brethren. So again, he's speaking to his chassarim in a very loving and very close manner. He says, place your heart to these things that are written in a very short way. And then in brackets, he says, and if God should will it, I will speak these things uh, face to face uh, at length. So, it sounds like the altar really wanted to say these things, out not only just in writing, but he actually wanted to say them face to face as well. So, so what is, what are these things that in these times, the main aspect of serving God at, in these times, which are the equivalent to Mashiach, this is the footsteps of Mashiach is giving staka. So that is, he gets right to the point. He says, what's the main focus of, of our lives nowadays of, of our world is to give staka as our, Sages said, "And That and this is from the Mishnah Torah, from the Rambam's Mishnah Torah. In the is actually dealing with giving to poor people, in the Hilchot Matanot Aniyim, in the beginning of chapter ten. And so the so yeah so basically very simply the way that we get redeemed the way we bring Moshiach is through staka. We need to have staka. Okay, now the altar of it brings up a seeming challenge to this idea. He says, Is there not this idea that the sages of Memo- blessed memory taught? And this is from the Mishnah in Paya. Talmud Torah shakul gmilut chassadim. That learning Torah is equal in weight, like gmilus chasadim, like doing chassad. Okay, so he says that, Okay, how do we understand this? That in their times, in the times of these sages, then the main focus, the main work at that time, the main service of God was in learning Torah, and thus these great sages, whether we're talking about the Tanaim or the Amoraim, the Tanaim were the sages of the uh, of the Mishnah, the Amoraim were the sages of the Gemara. Their main focus was to learn Torah, which is not the case now. When we're t- in the times of the footsteps of Mashiach, when the Sukkah to David, the Sukkah of David has fallen to the level of feet and akvaim and uh, and heels, which is the aspect of Asiya. So just to understand that a little bit. So basically why the sukkah of David? So David is, an, the sukkah of David is another term for the Shekhinah, which the shekhinah, shekhinah, once again is associated with Malchus. Like David is was a king, right? It was the epitome of the king of Israel, the melech Israel. So he was, he served as a chariot for Malchus of Atzillus. And so this, this chariot at the, of Malchus of Atzilis, basically this Sukkot David, this uh, otherwise known as the Shekhinah, in our times when we're at the level of the heels of Mashiach, it's like descending lower and lower and lower, and we're and it's it's here in this level of Asiya. and so thus there is no way now to cleave to this because it's on the level of ASIA, If we want to cleave to the Shekhinah, we can't do we we can only cleave to it in a way of transforming the world from darkness into light, the darkness of the world into the light in the world, we also need to do this with Asiyah. We if, if, So basically, if we want to connect to this Shekhinah, which is descended to the level of Asiya, we need to act in a way of Asiyah. There's always this mirror thing going on, this parallel action. So how do we connect to Asiya? What is the ultimate Asiyah? What is the ultimate action? This is the action of giving staka right? So we've spoke about this er, this previously that stucca is often called action. It's, it's, it's doing. It's a deed. It's, a, it's the epitome of what we can do in this world. As is known to the scholars, that the aspect of a in godliness is what, is what is godly doing. This is the aspect of bringing forth and drawing down a vitality down here to he who has nothing, Right, but like, like, what is it that God does? What is it when we talk about like the action of God? God is giving. God is is pouring forth, bringing down to that which has nothing, namely the worlds or the worlds, whatever is not God. And so, thus, anybody who sacrifices their impulse to this and opens up their hands and their heart to this, then this will cause the sitra acha to be subdued, in in Hebrew, kafia sitra acha, and this will convert the darkness into the light of God that will dwell upon us in a way of a seah, in a way of actual action in the heels of Mashiach. And this will lead them to ultimately see God. So I, so this is a quote from Yishayahu, chapter 52, verse 8. Ein b'shuv Hashem tzion. Behold, eye to eye, Hashem returning to Zion, etc. So meaning to say that if we behave in a way of action to mirror God's action, which is giving... God giving chasid, so we give tzedakah, this will lead to us actually seeing with our physical eyes God with the coming of Mashiach. So basically, yeah, basically that's the basic idea is once again, the bottom line is give staka. And again, the ultra, but in each section of this year where he focuses on this, he tackles it from a different angle. So the angle that's focused on here is really looking at it from a historical context perspective that sure, in previous generations, the focus was really on learning and the focus was really on intellectual endeavor and learning Torah and all of that. But nowadays we're closer to the time of Mashiach. So what's required of us now is the giving with staka. So perhaps this is our own Torah version L'Havdiel, of this idea of what Jonathan Haidt talks about, about how historical, how, how norms, societal norms change and values change over time depending on the context, depending on the history and things like that and how we see it really very much in the world, how different values change over time. So, so too for Torah. It's not that our values intrinsically change, chas but there is a change in emphasis depending on where we're at. And so the emphasis now, once again, is to give stucca and to do chasid and to be kind and good to your fellow Jew and to your fellow neighbor. That's it for today and we will continue tomorrow when we begin a new epistle and I'll speak to you then thanks for listening to the it is top podcast hosted by seree twitter this podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather Avraham yitzhak ben Binyamin cohen of blessed memory music by Shoshana. if you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show please share it with others and subscribe on youtube apple itunes spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure to leave us a five-star review